Blog Talk Radio. Talk show is yours truly, the Gap to the Blue Gumbo, Brandon Johnson, back at it once again here in the kitchen. Um, I'm grateful. Uh, one, I got another week to be able to be a participant in this particular talk show, but more so than that, that I, I have another opportunity to uh, breathe. And for that, I'm grateful. And with that being said, I'm also thankful that I have anybody uh, listening, tuning in um, to this particular episode of Gumbo Talk on Blog Talk USA uh, on the Blog Talk radio brand. Blog Talk, yeah, radio brand. The topic tonight is the power of positive energy. I am, you know, flabbergasted at how much negativity is around us nowadays. I know that it sometimes is clandestine, um, and other times it is blatantly obvious. Um, but for the most part, I think that the the world has a base and a root in negativity, and it's up to, you know, a few people, uh, sentinels, um, uh, peculiar folks, lighthouses, if you will, beacons that actually um, shed light in darkness. So with that being said, it is a great thing to be able to be with you all this evening and crank up a show on the power of positive energy. few things to cover. I believe now more than any other time in my life, positive vibes are necessary for optimum survival and sustainability. If you haven't noticed, again, how much negative energy is around you, even if you're not attentive to it, you probably are subject to its influence. And Daddy was the last person to sit in the passenger seat. Yesterday when I tell you I was choking. So listen, we go all the way out there to Mr. Snotty House. You know, in White Oak over there. Towards the mark. So, that being said, y'all, the power of positive energy, I call it Pope. Um, There are so many instances 
where life gives us negative vibes, right? And when we decide to step up and battle, if you will, against a formidable opponent like one that creates and or perpetuates negative energy, there are going to be I don't know how to put it other than the word test that come to make you strong. Now, if we fail the test, usually that looks like a person giving up on life or giving up on a situation. I've told this story before. Sunshine and I did some shows on energy and and about not giving up, but I want to I want to share this story again because it's it's so positive. Those of you that heard it, I know, take a break, go get something to drink. But those of you that haven't, um, the story is about a prospector in the mid nineteenth uh, century. And mostly before, before or right around the time that the state of California was formed, and he had used all of his life savings and borrowed money from friends and family to get gold. He'd never dug gold before, but he got all the right equipment, and he listened to a few uh, local people in the area, and he ended up digging for gold in this particular spot. And for years, he dug gold there, and it was getting toward the time where he needed to start paying back some of the debt that he owed to family and investors. And he still hadn't struck gold. Well, in order for him to pay the people back, the main people he owed back, and get close to fulfilling the debt with his family, he decided to sell his equipment and his business. And he sold it at fractions on the amount that he purchased it, but it would be enough for him to pay back most of his investors, and some of his family. He went on to to work and tried to pay them back that way. Well, the person he sold the equipment to, um, since he had spent so less on the equipment, invested money in a landman. And the landman, if you don't know, is the person that does all the mineral stuff and gets all these reports and figures out uh, through science 
and sampling where the biggest possibility for someone to find gold, and sometimes they find other minerals like oil and things of that nature. But in this case, it was gold. And I'll be doggone if the landman didn't tell this new prospector who decided to spend more of his money on investing in the research other than the hardware, told the man to just keep digging. And in a few days of digging in the same spot the previous prospector had spent years on, the man struck the largest gold mine to ever be found at that time in the United States. Of course, the word got back to the guy, and he was just despondent and hurt and saddened. But he had given up. And instead of sulking for too long, he said he would never give up again. And that man who was the original prospector went on to pay back all of his family and the few more investors because he started the largest insurance company in Chicago, Illinois, which was the largest insurance company in America that was the most profitable insurance company for many, many decades. And he became one of the richest people in America and a top insurance company selling insurance because he wouldn't give up on the sale. And the man who struck the gold, of course, went on to be rich and kept finding gold in different places. Of course, none as big as the find he found where the previous processor had dug. But the whole thing of it is was it was the test of the man to sell or keep digging. And he chose to sell. But even in the sell, which wasn't, the most positive thing, he found a test, and the test was to never give up. And with his tenacity and the positive energy he got from a negative situation, he still went on to be successful. And that's the thing about positive energy. If you stay positive and you balk at negative, what happens is you turn situations that you thought were for your detriment into delightful opportunities. I don't know how many people in the world have given up on their goals, on their life's work that they've invested in forever. I don't know how many people have given up. I know the people who have given up on things but then looked at the opportunity that was missed and said, you know what, I might have failed that test. I'm not going to give up again are the ones that are truly successful because you know what hurt, pain, loss, grief is, and so it makes victory and, and winning all the more sweet because you know the agony of defeat. And it at least shows that um, we do here on, I realize aren't for everybody. I realize things don't resonate for everybody. 
people who have been born in a situation where there was never struggle and maybe your parents and grandparents never struggled and even if you did struggle it was it was a struggle about um whether or not you were going to get the new bugatti now or wait till next year or the struggle was whether you take the trip to Europe now or take the trip to Europe in June. Um, This doesn't resonate for you. I know it doesn't unless you really are tapped into uh, the universe and you get the vibes that are usually what makes people rise like the phoenix. But those of you who have ever struggled or when you grew up you struggled or even if you had a good life when you were young, but then you experienced struggle as an adult or a teenager or even later in life, and, and you never knew life was like that out there, this is for you because there are opportunities for people who seem like they won't ever have another opportunity again. As long as you're breathing, as long as you're able to even think, you, don't, you, you may not even need the full – listen, is it Ethan Hawkins or whatever? I'm not a fan of all of his work. I'm not a fan of his ideology. But I do know he was a brilliant person and he had a strong mind. But he had no body really. He moved everything with his tongue and his mouth, even his chair and writings and way he talked. He had to move a computer to, to voice words. He could not speak. He could not move his whole body. I don't know what condition he had, but he was definitely successful. So if you say that because an accident happened or whatever happened, football accident, a tragedy in a vehicle, gunshot wound, and you lose your legs or the ability to use your legs, um, and you give up, um, well, that is one thing. But if you realize that there are people who have no faculties, of their limbs like you or worse than you are successful, maybe you'll have a second glance at the way you've given up on life and begin to realize that, you know, I can move my hands, I can move my limbs, maybe maybe I can do something that I had set out to do a long time ago. And maybe I do have a sense of hope seeing that there have been others with less abilities than I that have gone on to be, we would consider, to be successful. And it's diverting that energy. I always tell people, especially folks that deal with grief, because I'm telling y'all that's the most powerful force. And if you move grief into a positive realm, it will help. When you have an experience where people grieve over you, you've lost your life and come back, or you're at the brink of death, or at least people feel you're at the brink of death, and they think the worst-case scenario. That's a form of grief. Um, 
whether it's the grief of a real true loss or the grief of a potential loss, the energy that surrounds that can be negative or it can be positive. You can take all that energy and say, Lord, please, God, please, whatever you believe in, please make it so person comes out of whatever situation it is, could be incarceration, health, could be any kind of thing, so that I can see them again and right here, out here in the world. Or you could say, I'll probably never see them again, um, cry for years, don't know the tears, and just never really truly have a place joy life in in your world. I lean towards the former because if the person survives, what are you going to now do with your opportunities together? If the person becomes free, what are you going? To, how are you going to change your lives together to ensure that you, that person doesn't get incarcerated again, and you, all of you start walking a path towards the, the the way that you'll never even run the risk of losing your freedom again. See, these are how these things are how you. You manipulate energies. It's so easy to dwell in negative energy, but it's equally easy to absorb and reflect positive energy. And it's all about a switch in the mind. It's a a literal power choice. It's like on or off. And it's almost ironic how people choose certain sources, how the, how the switch, because of, because of comfortability, because of, of, of conditioning, you dwell in a certain choice of how you flip the switch. Now you can flip it flip it back. But if it's a life of negativity, and you may not even know it because let me tell you something. You can have people around you that the world believes are great. Oh, they're such a great person. You get around them, and it's like just a bad vibe. It's like, do I, I really don't want to deal with this. You, you, you all know what I'm talking about. That's not bad vibes, but you know, everybody thinks they're good vibes. Um, it's it's nerve wracking because you don't know really the best way to handle it because you're so close to them. Sometimes you have to kind of keep your distance because it rubs off because that's a traditional and a conditioning type relationship. 
But it's a switch that if you keep it in the on position of positivity, no matter what interactions you have with that person close to you or people, see, see when I'm talking about people close to you, going on with an individual that allows people who don't love them at all and never shown any love to say something and it hurts your feelings. There's something else going on with you. When a random person either makes a comment in public or on a post or in a room or to someone else that gets to you and they have never done anything in their life to help you. Those people have very little impact. Although we're connected, energy doesn't mean much to you because in your life up to this point, they haven't done anything to help or hurt you. So if they come with a negative vibe, that's the way they are. I don't have to ever see you again or interact with you or even speak to you or do business with you or I have to see you at the cookout. Never in my life. We don't have anything in common. How can a person allow someone like that to hurt them? It's the people closest to us that do and bring the most negative energy. You have to watch it. But I guarantee you, with with tenacity, people will develop a certain type of demeanor around you because they realize that you're not on the page of arguing and falling out about something is just like, you know, it's just not there. They're not going to find what they're looking for in you to fulfill their heart's desire of realizing and exerting as much negativity on you they have in their life. So when they don't have that, they either box or throw out. They either get around you and their energy changes and it gets better or they move around and they don't they don't fool with you. And, and either way, it's good because either you've gotten inner positive energy, excuse me, you've gotten negative energy away from you or you've gotten positive energy to start coming out of a person that has had the potential all the while anyway. The power that I'm talking about in the positive energy is all controlled by you. It's the will. It's the heart's desire. It's the uh, uncanny ability to self-reflect and circumvent outside influences, yet perpetuate inside influences, self esteem um, to the point that self is steam and you create your own energy to motivate yourself. There was a song called Encourage Yourself. I don't remember who wrote it, um, but sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Y'all know that song. Sometimes you 
have to read over your hair. You know, that is a great song. I won't even think about that for a minute. But it might be Yolanda Adams or somebody like that. But the whole point is Daniel encouraged himself. David encouraged himself. A lot of people in the Bible that overcame historical circumstances, almost miracle-like circumstances, didn't find any hope in the world around them. There was nobody that was pulling for them. It was almost like it was just them by themselves, and they had to tap into an energy that was bigger than themselves, God. Um, but, but mostly it was something in them already where they just encouraged themselves. I mean, clearly, uh, the fire in the furnace, when oil was thrown in the furnace, and then the people looked in, and they there was uh, the three, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But then when they looked in, there were four. It was clearly they had some outside help to... Uh, not be consumed by the fiery death that was scheduled for them. But in other instances, when you're not a group, because it's, it's easier to overcome a lot of negativity with a group, but a lot of times if you're left to be in a lion's den with many lions and you're nothing but a human who is really on the menu to resonate with those lions, it's going to require some other kind of internal and external sources working together to avoid being consumed by being eaten by what some would call enemy. I, I wouldn't suggest anyone nowadays going to uh, lions den or a lion cage in a Zoo where they have been fed. I, I don't think the outcome is going to be. Maybe maybe a couple of years ago, a little boy had decided to climb over and then fell into the gorilla's cage, and the silverback gorilla grabbed the boy, he was tossing that little boy around. I mean, just dragging him, and you know, it was it was wild. But for some reason. The gorilla uh, did not kill the little boy. Now, you could say it because it was a child and innocent. Clearly, there were some things and that gorilla was pulling that child. That child could have hit his head on the edge of something or, you know, it was concrete or the gorilla could have accidentally leaned on the little boy and broke every bone in his body. I mean, that's a silverback gorilla. My favorite the silverback gorilla is my is my animal energy. I was comparative. I used to think it was a shark because of the way I move, and I got to keep moving. If I don't move, I feel like I can't breathe. But it's not the case. I'm more of a silverback gorilla in my animal energy, not in my nature. But my animal energy is more aligned with a silverback gorilla because that silverback gorilla had all that power and that mama was crying out 
hospital. I don't believe the mama helped the little boy. I believe the little boy helped himself. The little boy was cool, calm, collective, didn't drag around, didn't make a whole bunch of noise. You know, it was just like, you know, the little boy was oblivious. All he knew was a lot of positivity. He wasn't thinking about dying or anything like that, or he could hit his head on anything. The little boy was cool, calm, collective until the zookeepers were able to, I think they put the, either the thing, the, 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 the gorilla to sleep, or they might have had to kill it. I don't remember what was the result of the gorilla, but I do know that the gorilla survived. And it was the mama's fault that he was left in there. Who, who leaves their child unattended at a zoo? For the best time to climb over a rail and walk to the edge and fall into the uh, and capture, capture. That boy, you could look at that thing and see the type of energy that little boy was given that gorilla. That gorilla was distracted with the negative energy from the mama and the people up there. And the boy had no business in there. He did not put himself in that predicament. That is another example of how powerful positive energy is released and even the animal kingdom realizes it and resonates with it and you survive. That's more recent than Daniel and the Lion. I was talking with an old friend recently and we were discussing how people get the wrong idea about, we were talking about us, but how people get the wrong idea of folks because of what their eyes and their ears hear. They, they don't take into account really how much a person has done for them that was good, all they see is what they feel is a bad aura. Now, this has nothing to do with the person. It has nothing to do with me or my friend. It has to do with when you talk about how people see you. And the the result of this conversation was that you have to be clear with your intentions because people get things misconstrued, interactions, their relationships with people all the time. Some people think it's more than what it is. Some people think it's less than what it is. Some people have no idea, so they just treat everybody in a particular way that befits a categorical sociological approach and not a more individual psychological uh, approach. And with that, they end up not um, realizing what they had going on. Think about it, how many times there were people in our lives that projected what we desire, but it was our own heart 
that got in the way of a good thing. Now, it could be like we talked at the top of the show. It could be the traditions, the conditioning, conditioning. Anyway, there's a third one. But let's just stick with the tradition or, or, or conditioning. It could be either one of those two. There was three things. You know, y'all. But that has very little very little impact on you because you didn't create the vibe between spend their whole lives in situations where it's always a negative vibe, but because of their positive energy, they deal with it. it, it it's second nature. They almost, they're like a duck. Everything just slides off their back when they're dealing with that situation. And they just go through life. They do their thing, but that, that, that negative influence in their life, it just slides off their back. Now, some people say that's not healthy because you never address the water that keeps falling on the duck's back. But you're waiting on either the water to stop flowing or, you know, hey, what, what, does, it, what does it hurt me? I'm still a duck. That's dry. I've been dealing with getting wet all my life. It's been rolling off my back all my life, or, or at least the majority of my life. I'm fine. But, but the person that gets you twisted, that has a convoluted thinking, that really and truly all the whole time is measuring you up and measuring you metrics they should have been measuring your standard. They were they were using milliliters and they should have been using ounces, is what I'm saying. That that you can't help. You can try to offer them the what do you call it? The conversion table approach. But you might be wasting your time. Or you can just go along for the ride and understand that, you know, things are going to be what they're going to be. And I'm just going to continue to do me. And little by little, you let them do them. And eventually, and this is letting things go. This is not being the random approach or some people I know is approach to boldness in the face of adversity, but let them tire themselves out and you spend less and less with it. But it's still somebody that's close to you. See, your positive energy doesn't mean you have to say or do something to curve the negative energy. Quite often, we waste a lot of our positive energy because we use it or we, we direct it in a place that has never been intended for it to be used and it was only it's only a distraction. And it was it was probably an attempt for you to get your tank empty. 
So point is, we have to realize what it is, who it is, why they're doing it, and then decide whether or not you're going to offer them the conversion table or you're going to just say, you know what, we'll back up on it. Or do nothing, things just ride the way they're supposed to ride, and then hopefully they'll, they'll move on to someone else. That leads me into this. People with the power of positive energy are is no drug. I've tried a lot of them, not all of them, <laughs> but in my life I've tried a lot. And I I know people close to me who tried almost all of them. If there was an except, if there was an exception, is one that's very hard to get. I mean, I know people even do high walks, but we're not talking about you know marijuana, cocaine, heroin, alcohol, caffeine. Uh, prescription pills, um, illicit pills like the MDMA, ecstasy, um, so on and forth, LS, LSD, PCP. No, I'm talking about in the realm of ayahuasca and uh, caterpillar of venom and the teeth from leaves. Uh, Addictive honey from a certain type of bee in the country off a cliff. I know people have tried all this things. Right? They they tell me of mushrooms and all that stuff. I know people, I know people right now. I know a person right now is on the mushroom probably right now. Um, all that um, stuff. And, and, and I've heard great stories about some of these things that you know, peyote and other things that give people these, what they call out-of-body or inter-body experiences, but it still has not added up positive vibes. They, I mean, they have told me how much positive energy was a factor in their abilities to be uh, realized more with their own use of internal power for energy that was positive than any of those drugs. Even though they admit they had great experiences, but not not many of them or or any of them at all that I would. Some say the ayahuasca changes your life forever, but I'm not going to try it to find out, I can tell you that. But what I can tell you is even people that have done it say that when they tap in to realize after all of the things in their life, because 
all these people, and I'm mostly talking about men because these are mostly the friends I've had over the years that I know about doing all this stuff. They were sexually assaulted as, as children, some of them even as adults. Um, I'm just, I'm just, you, you run the gamut on the negative things that have happened to them. Think about some of them been shot, stabbed, left for dead, burned up. You, you, the worst things in life when you put all these, these men I know and a couple of women that talk about the drugs, you know, and I'm sure that's the reason for even wanting to experiment with certain drugs in the first place is due to life trauma from childhood through adult. Because adult children of alcoholics have a very traumatic life as well. But out of all those negative things that happen to them, the trauma, and then the 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 the, the seeking of solace in substance never helped them. Was internal switch of negative energy to positive energy to help them realize. Because trauma dealing with it is a form of grief. It's unresolved grief. Time and time again, how powerful grief is. Unresolved grief can have you crying for the soul of a grandmother that you lost in 1972. Lifetimes of love. You all do realize 1970 years ago, there have been three generations since then. There's somebody who was born in the late 60s, right now, that's got grandchildren. Tell me I'm lying. That's three generations. I told you. That's three lifetimes. Somebody, I mean, there's got to be somebody out there that was born in 70, that's 50 years old, that probably has, that had a child at, let's say they had a child in 86. And that child that was born in 86 had a child in 2002. And that child in 2002 that was born is eight, tell me that ain't four lifetimes. Four generations in 50 years. But with that, the point I'm making is with all that life in a short span of time, 50 years, some people are dwelling on life lost and they just can't seem to get past it or realize anything new coming into their life um, impacting them as much as the loss is. The loss was more important than any kind of gain. Y'all, that's a very hard knock life to live but y'all know people do it.
it took me doing these shows and reading. It was more reading books than I can say Bible because I've been reading the Bible for a long time, and I must admit from 03 to 13, 03 to, yeah, 03 to 13, I did so much exegesis on Scripture, talking to someone, I remember who it was the other day, about, you know, at one point I was such a zealot about the Lord that I, I didn't really have a lot of friends because we got the conversation and they were of a certain denomination or they were um, questioning my denomination as if denomination had anything to do with it. And then I would just, they would bring up scripture and I would just like annihilate them with my apologetics because I knew the scriptures to defend the faith that either counteracted them or used their own scripture and showed that, hey, look, if you put this one with this one because this, this scripture falls in line with these other eight scriptures, they're in the same lineage, you know, in the same line and coming from the same thought pattern in the Bible, even though they're in different books, that it was, um, I had people like, you know what, it's crazy. But hey, you want to use scripture, how, let's, let's use scripture. How are you going to dispute what the book says? I was heading into that for those that 10 year period, right? But something hit me that relationships are important. In fact, it was one of my preacher friends. He was the one who pointed out. He was like, you know, man, I must admit, God, you, 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 you in that Bible, you on that thing, man. But is it worth it not having friends and, and relationships because you want it? Or is it possible that you know, you just say that you may not know everything about everything and and we have relationships and maybe we grow together in learning more about this topic that we talk about. And it took me a couple more years to realize, and it got up to maybe about five or six years ago, I realized that, man, I'm missing out on life. I, yeah, I know the word, and I know, and I know one thing, is that God is merciful as well as just. So the merciful is the positive part. Just dwelling on the just part of what he could do, you know, to punish you is the more, for me, the more negative part. And some people need the negative reinforcement. I don't need the negative reinforcement. I take enough whooping. I just came out to spanking y'all with a spanking that I ain't never had before. And I understand. I understand a lesson. Doesn't mean I'm changing. It just, okay, I realize, again, who's in control and who has the power, the ultimate power. But my energy is going to go up on the negative, I mean, on the positive side and down on the negative side because I don't, I don't have the ability to create energy. I can only share it. 
I can absorb it, create it. I can share it. And it looks like I'm bringing positive energy in it, but really, I'm just sharing it. Y'all, we are listening. Truly, realistically, the notion that we as a people think more than an element on this grand scale of things that make up life. The way we are put together, nobody can explain. Doctors and scientists try to, this is on the same lines I'm talking about, y'all, about me stopping the body that hurts. I could study anatomy forever and still not figure out how a sperm and egg come out of a scrotum and an ovary and join together to create a whole other person that has either a scrotum or an ovary that can also reproduce life. I know there's all kinds of reproductive things and everything, but um, I, I have yet to figure out a horticulturist that can tell me, they can tell me how it's formed, right? They can't tell me how it's made to do what it does when it comes to a seed. that gives me hope and positive energy. Not anything else. It's a seed. My kids know where they come from. I can't explain it other than what you know, the birds and the bees, I can explain that, but I can't explain how the birds and the bees, um, because of what they do, flowers and trees, because a seed is unexplainable. We know what it is. We know you put it in the ground or you put a little water on it and it sprouts into a plant, but that plant creates more seeds that can sprout into more plants. You cannot explain how a seed works or where a seed comes from. So what? There was just trees, and then because there was just trees, there are some levels that are unobtainable. And that's okay. I can't dwell on that because if you keep dwelling on that, you're going to get into a negative place. That's not the point. The point is, is how we make one another feel. What is it that we bring to another human being that helps them to realize that this is not the time to kill yourself? This is the time to say, hey, look, either keep on digging or try something else that you're better at. 
Because really, truly, yeah, you're good at something. But your doing is not it. You know how many unhappy people are sitting at a a nine-to-five job, a corporate job, and they're making money. They're able to take care of themselves and their children, maybe even a spouse. They're completely unhappy. They're not utilizing, realizing, and putting on positive energy. They're not doing what they were made to do. Because what they're doing in their soul, in their spirit, is not what they were meant to do. They have hopes and aspirations and dreams that never come into fruition because they never take a step towards what they know is a positive thing in them. Yeah, that first step is a doozy. What if that first step is off of a cliff? Say there isn't any water at the bottom of the cliff that will break your fall. Or who is to say that yeah, it looks like it's a 1,000 feet down when you step off of this cliff, but there's a ledge just over the edge that you can't see, that if you fall off, it's soft, and there's a cave in there behind it that you can't see, and you fall off the edge, and you fall eight or ten feet onto the soft grass or, or a ledge cave that you can walk into, and all of the things that are in life that are the things that are going to help you in life or in that case. That case, excuse me, that case. You don't you don't know. You don't know everything. And that's the thing. We we don't know everything. Yeah, we try to find out more and more about this, that and the third, but we don't know. So we have to guide, we have to feel our way sometimes. And then, more importantly, we just got to realize that if we're on the path that we know we feel is right and things fall into place and you have no idea how it works, you know you're moving. Excuse me, though. Knew this sneeze is coming. I can feel it. It might be a little. But, oh. The fact, not knowing if it was going to be war, not worrying about it, just knowing it's a step in the right direction. It helps us to get one step closer. It may feel like a setback. It may feel like you didn't or you're not winning. That's all smoke and mirrors. The reality is that even what looks like is not going to help you. Maybe just what you need. 
and what may look like if it's set back might be a setup for a comeback. Use your positive energy. Leave the negative where it is as often as possible. Maneuver yourself in a way that you're standing underneath the overflow at all times. Thank y'all. Good night, and I'll talk to y'all next week.